Hello, my friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast. It is Friday, December the 3rd, and wherever you are, whenever you are listening to this pod, I wish you God's grace. I wish you God's mercy. I wish you God's spirit as we continue moving through this Advent season. Brothers and sisters, we are almost finished with the first week. That that time of waiting is now down by a quarter as we light our second candle here this coming weekend. Uh, can you and I continue to open ourselves in some way to, to uh, prepare our mangers, as it were, um, our stables, so Christ can be born within us anew this Christmas season? We have a wonderful gospel today. Uh, and it is a feast day today. It is the feast of St. Francis Xavier. Uh, we're going to speak a little bit about who Xavier was, but we know these are, well, they're no longer micropods. <clears throat> they are now just kind of maybe regular pods. Uh, they're not mini pods. You know, they're, they're, yeah, you know, I've kind of been getting a little more wordy, but Let's keep moving on. Let's move her, you know, move her forward. Move her on. Keep her moving. That's what uh, Charlie Barron says. Keep her moving. Um, going to read out of my favorite new translation again today, the message. Uh, it is going to be Matthew chapter 9, verses 27 to 31. So Matthew 9, 27 to 31. Let's break open God's word together. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. As Jesus left the house, he was followed by two blind men, crying out, Mercy, son of David, mercy on us. When Jesus got home, the blind men went in with him. Jesus said to them, Do you really believe I can do this? They said to him, Why, yes, master. He touched their eyes and said, Become what you believe. It happened. They saw. Then Jesus became very stern. Don't let a soul know how this happened. But they were hardly out the door before they started blabbing it to everyone they met. My friends, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So just a couple of, uh, oh, let's just say asides as we begin. The first is this. How could Jesus? Now, it says he gets very stern there at the end. And he says, don't tell a soul. Don't let a soul know how this happened. It's like, come on, Jesus, really? I'm blind, and you help me see. And I'm just supposed to pretend that I can't tell anybody? So when I go to the grocery store and I can actually look at the Cheerios box and put it in my in my cart and somebody says to me, hey, didn't you used to be blind last week and I'd have somebody else get your Cheerios down for you? Hmm, don't really know what you're talking about. Yeah, this must have just looked like me. <laughs> you know, like, come on, Jesus. Of course they're going to tell everybody because it's the most amazing thing that's ever happened to them. And so I don't think, you know, I used to when I was younger think, ah, why didn't they listen to Jesus? You know, they're going against exactly what he said. 
brothers and sisters, I don't think they could help themselves. I don't think they could help themselves. They were so overcome with joy. And, and I just don't think Jesus is being very fair there to say, don't tell anybody. Well, I think the news is going to get out. I think little Capernaum or little Nazareth is going to, they're, they're going to know. They're going to know. All right, aside number one. Aside number two, Jesus must have been the slowest walker in the world. Why do I say that? Because of the first line. As Jesus left the house, he was followed by two blind men. Okay, okay, think about that. (laughs) Now, I'm over here, guys, over here, just walking slow, just follow my voice. No, there's a tree there, avoid that. (laughs) Don't don't get on the road, you know, there's a big pickup coming. (laughs) It's like, he he was followed by two blind men. You know, and then when he got to the house, they went in. No, no, that's the wall. Oh, oh, ow. No, the door's over here. Here, here it is. <laughs> like, come on, come on. Um, okay, okay. little biblical humor there. Um, so what do we want to talk about today? I, I love this translation and the reason, and again, I don't, I don't love the whole translation. I haven't read all the translation. Let me say, I like this rendition of this scripture. Uh, for this line, he touched their eyes and said, now, first of all, he says to them, do you really believe I can do this? And they say, why, yes, master. He touched their eyes and said, become what you believe. In the NAB version, which is the version that we hear at Mass, uh, it's, it's similar, but it's done in, in words that, that you and I know. When he says, do you believe that I can do this? They say, yes, Lord. Then he touched their eyes and said, let it be done for you according to your faith. Which again, wonderful line. But I love that. Become what you believe. Brothers and sisters, when I was praying on this, the verse that came to my mind was Isaiah 43. Now, I'm sure you're like, oh, well, of course, Zank. Of course you think Isaiah 43. We all think Isaiah 43. Well, You know, I'm not the most creative, but here's the deal. If it's been a while since you've read Isaiah 43 and you don't know what I'm talking about, which 99.9% of you probably don't. And that's, listen, that's, bless you for that, by the way. It's a great chapter. It's a great chapter and go back to it. Um, But here's, here's what I, I thought of. And it's this line from verse 19 in there. And Isaiah is so good. So he's speaking, brothers and sisters, to people in captivity to the Babylonian captivity, and they've given up hope. They've given up hope, so he's trying to stir up hope in them. And he says this line, See, I am doing something new. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I'm going to read that to you again. See, I am doing something new. Even now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? In the wilderness I make a way and in the wasteland rivers. He's saying, listen, in the wilderness, I'm going to have a road. And you know what? Roads don't go through wilderness. That's why it's the wild place. And in wasteland, that's desert. There aren't rivers. But he's saying, imagine. Imagine if there could be. And if you can perceive it, I can do it. See, I am doing something new. Even now, it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? Do you not see it? 
The same thing, my friends, with these blind men. He is, they, they come to him in whatever form and way and bruised and battered and slowly or whatever it is. But they come to him and he asks the best question. Do you really believe I can do this? Essentially, he's saying, can you perceive it? Can you see the hope? Can you see a different reality? Can you see something new? Okay, you can? All right, then become what you believe. Because I really do think that's true. Brothers and sisters, this, this, this is my challenge to me and to you. Do we allow God to harbor within us visions and dreams? Or do we simply say, that can't be. I can't vision it. Because let me tell you something, my friends. And, and sometimes it is hard in our world today. I, I hear you. I hear you. But if you and I can't perceive it, I don't think God can work through you and I. I simply don't. If you and I cannot perceive something new, Jesus would look at us and say, do you really believe I can do this? And I think at, it, we know the words he wants us to say. He wants us to say yes, and we might even say them to him. But at a gut level, I think we might be saying, no, Lord, I don't think he can. And Jesus would say, okay, let it be as you believe. And because I don't believe, it's not happening. Brothers and sisters, do you allow our God to create within you a dream, a vision, uh, uh, forgive the cliche and corniness, you know, the, the Don Quixote, the, the, the impossible dream, the, the, the vision, the star. Can we see something? Is there something to, we, to which we aspire as individuals? But my friends, make no bones about it. This is not just something for us as individuals, because if it is, and, and, and it is, by the way, it is, half, half, but that only is half the truth. The other half is, he's talking about a community of people. Brothers and sisters, do we allow God to harbor within us and create within us a vision for our world, for our future, for our children? for tomorrow, for creation, for our country, for our church. See, I am doing something new. Even now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? Because if you do, if you do, I think he can make it happen. Now, how's he going to make it happen? by people like you and me, by people like you and me who also can perceive it, getting in communities of people who can perceive it and work with God, never apart from God, because then we create our own kingdoms, work with God to invite and help co-create that vision into a reality. It's so wonderful. It's so wonderful. Become what you believe. It reminds me of that wonderful... Um, statement that Augustine, when he's speaking on the Eucharist, and he's inviting people forth to receive it, and he says, be what you see, receive what you are. Well, this is just the sacrament of the Eucharist. 
is, I mean, the church couldn't have dreamed up anything better if, if Christ hadn't given that to us. Thankfully, he did. That we come up every Sunday and put our hands out or put our beings out and receive what we are. It's the body receiving the body and becoming what we see. Becoming even more of that body because I can't do it. I can't be the body of Christ without Christ. Become what you believe. Do you perceive it? Do you perceive it? Allow God. Let's not squelch the, the magnanimity and the abundance and the grandiosity and the creativity of our God, brothers and sisters, because God is marvelously creative. All we have to do is trust him. And yes, sometimes it can feel like a slow walk from one place to another because i got a long way to go in that trust. Hmm, maybe kind of like a blind man following. But you know what? The blind man persisted, and they did, and they got there. I think we can do it too. It may take bouncing into some trees and getting hit by a, a pickup truck every now and then. The vision is out there. Let's keep moving toward it. Because our God can make it happen. Let's talk about Francis Xavier just real briefly. So Francis Xavier, I mean, it had to be a marvelously, well, I'm sure at the time it felt incredibly like a lot of upheaval and, and really chaotic. But that, boy, that early 16th century, you know, he was born in 1506. So again, was it 1517 that Martin Luther, you know, nailed the 95 Thesis to the church door in Wittenberg. So he, Francis Xavier would have been, what, 13 years old now? 11 years old, if my math is any good. 11. You know, and again, that, that, that created upheaval within Europe. And Francis Xavier lived in the midst of it. Because what happens? Tumultuous times bring forward saints. So praise be to God about that, because this is a tumultuous time, and it brings forward saints, by the way. Things are going to happen here that we, uh, later in life, maybe when we're in the kingdom, we'll look back and say, did you see that movement? Did you see that? That's what happened because of those tumultuous times. Well, Francis Xavier lived in that time. A uh, young man of incredible intelligence, uh, taught at the University of Paris, and met Ignatius of Antioch. Uh, not Ignatius of Antioch. Oh, good Lord. Ignatius of Antioch was second century. Met Ignatius of Loyola uh, it, when he was 24 years old. So what, 50, 1530 or so? And they became fast friends, fast friends. And of course, Ignatius of Loyola is the, the one who began the Jesuit order and uh, incredibly charismatic, uh, incredibly wise. And he challenged uh, Francis Xavier uh, with the uh, scripture verse in Matthew 16, where he said, uh, what profit would it be for one man to gain the whole world and forfeit his life? Because Francis Xavier had the whole world. Again, teaching at the University of Paris, uh, wealth, uh, intelligence. Um, uh, he had all the accoutrements. That's twice in two, uh, two pods that I've used that word. He had all the things that go with that lifestyle. And gradually, Ignatius came to win over the mind and, more importantly, the heart of Francis Xavier to the point when he was 31, uh, you know, in that ballpark, 30, 31 years old, he um, went 
to the Far East and ministered basically for the rest of his life in India and then on to Malaysia and ultimately Japan. And his goal, his vision that he perceived was to get to to China, but he passed away before then uh, because of illness. And he he brought the word to people who had never heard it before. Not out of duty, although I suspect there was some of that, but out of a great love for Christ. And Ignatius of Loyola, his best friend, longed, longed to do the same thing. But the Pope asked him to stay behind and run the order. And, uh, and so Francis Xavier would, uh, would keep in communication with him uh, constantly. In a sense, Ignatius of Loyola uh, lived vicariously through his best friend, Francis Xavier. And uh, Loyola created the path that Xavier could go on. And uh, here in the Diocese of Green Bay, Francis Xavier is our patron. Our cathedral is named after him. So a wonderful feast day that we celebrate today. Brothers and sisters, I've chatted way too long for these even average pods today. So let's bring all of this to prayer with whatever's going on in your life and mine, shall we? In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. The fifth luminous mystery, the gift of the Eucharist. Our Father, so it's the institution. That's, that's when the Eucharist uh, was given to us at the Last Supper. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus, holy Mary, mother of God. Pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus, holy Mary, mother of God. Pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. 
Oh my Jesus, forgive us our sins. Save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. My friends, thanks for breaking open God's word with me today. Bless you. Have, the, have a wonderful Friday and the best weekend. And I look forward to us exploring the path of God together next week. God's peace.